this is Alicia Keys, and that's what's hot on the streets from Hot 97. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We are talking about the knockout game. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Google+, Lisa Evers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And you can get all the latest info about these shows, including my Fox 5 videos. You can get free podcasts of our Hot 97 Street Soldier shows. If you're looking for a show that we did in the past that you want to hear again or get the information from it, it's all on LisaEvers.com. It's my website, LisaEvers.com. Now, you've heard about the knockout game. Everybody has. And if you have friends and family members you know want to hear more about this, you can text them now and tell them to tune in. It doesn't matter where they are, anywhere in the United States, they can tune into the live stream of this show on hot97.com or tune in on the iHeartRadio apps or the uh, tune-in app on their phone. Now, some people are debating if the knockout game really exists or if it's just a media hype. But if you're the one getting punched in the face and the video was posted for everyone to see, there is no question that it's real. Do you think social media and the websites that post these videos are making this violence go viral? Are they encouraging people, especially underage teens and kids, to do this to get a rep or to get back at somebody. Let us know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up on Twitter at street underscore soldiers at Lisa Evers. Do you think this knockout game is just a bunch of media hype? Do you think it's been going on for a minute, but now we gave it a name and then all of a sudden... You know, everybody's interested in it. And why is it getting so much more attention than when we have shootings, when we have murders, when we have our young people murdered in our streets? Why has this just caught on like fire? And it's not just around the United States. It's also overseas as well. They had an incident in London. Is this a new craze? And is it being fueled by social media and by certain websites that are posting these videos and basically giving people a platform to kind of, uh, you know, t- to promote this violence. Are they actually promoting the violence? 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Hit me up on Twitter at street underscore soldiers at Lisa Evers. And we've got a great panel to talk about this. Joining us this morning, Kyle Harvey. He is with NBC's, MSNBC's, thegrio.com. He's the music editor and writes about a variety of topics. Kyle, thanks for being with us. We thank appreciate you for having it. me, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Also joining us is Professor Bill Cannon. He's a professor of criminal justice at Monroe College. He's a former NYPD detective sergeant with the Homicide Division. Bill, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Also with us is longtime Brooklyn activist Tony Herbert. He's now the president of the National Action Network's Brooklyn East chapter. He's been speaking out on the knockout game. He came to us before this was even really in the media. To me and Tone Capone, my executive producer, is like, Lisa, you got to see what's going on here. This is getting out of hand. And he's going to be holding an anti-violence march and rally in uh, Brownsville later on this morning. We're going to talk with him about that. Tony, thanks for being with us Thank again. You. We Thank you. Thank you very much. It. Thank you. Also joining us is Eldridge Hawkins, former mayor of Orange, New Jersey, and a former police officer. Eldridge, thank you so much for being with us. Good to be back. We appreciate it. Kyle, I want to start with you on this. Is this a media hype? I mean, that's I mean, kind of a broad term, but I do think um, 
the the fact is like this, this footage is out here right now when there, there's not really any hard evidence to go back to and we're seeing flashes of video it's kind of it's kind of the, the disturbing part about it I mean yes it definitely does exist we've seen footages where you know the, the, the I think the three teams or four teams from outside of Jersey they cold cocked the teacher he was walking you know in the parking lot and these, these guys just you know went across and hit him in the face but we're not seeing any like percentage of statistics that make it seem more of a distraction than you know something that's something we need to be really really, really worrying about in the long run what about the media component of this though the ability to post on certain websites the social media aspect that these these video they do something and then these they make videos of it which goes against like the old you know the og <laughs> gangster code it's like you, you don't show what you did if you did something wrong but now it's the opposite yeah it's, it's not even it's not show and prove it's more like show and show i mean I, I think when you take aspects like world star and you know even vines would agree you know it's a culture that it's you know it's it's very shock value oriented. It's not something that you know has any substance behind it. You know, attention pan, attention spans are short. So, and I think when you have something that's very sensational or violent, if you just have something to go through your day just to get by, it's it desensitizes you at times. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you are exposed to what you choose to be exposed to. So. Mm. All right, 1-800-223-9797, the knockout game. Is it real? Is it a real trend? Is it a media myth? Or is this just the same kind of, you know, violence we've seen going on, but now it's being posted all over the place? Tony Herbert, what's your take on this? Well, one, we, we've actually stopped calling it a game. It's now a crime. And it has been from its initial um, standpoint, as when we reached out to you initially when we were at City Hall dealing with other issues, and uh, we ran into each other. The problem now is that it's become sensationalized, and, and you know, as, as, as by my colleague had said, it is being sensationalized on, on media because it actually shows, you know, some type of entertainment for these kids who have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And the problem of the matter is, is that it's being facilitated with no one saying anything. Um, you know, these parents are not stepping up, and we need them to better understand that their children are out here. And these, are some, some of these kids are not even hardcore criminal kids. These are just um, knuckleheads who just want to make themselves look good uh, or impress their friends because of peer pressure. So we've got to be diligent in staying on top of this. And it has become more prevalent in New York. York because yes it is being sensationalized in the media and especially in Brooklyn there have been a number of incidents in well, Brooklyn. we just had another one I just got a parent who called the other day now I have to give her a phone call on you know saying hey look my son was knocked to a plate glass you know just for the purposes of being hit you know because of somebody's stupidity so this stuff has to stop and we will work very closely with the police department to make sure that they understand that this is a crime it's no longer a game it's stupidity that will get you locked up Bill Cannon, the law the law has been your life. Is this it's being called a game, but it is a crime. You know, uh initially when I heard this called a game, I had a problem with that. I don't know who put that tag on it, but what they're doing, you know, we've all been sort of educated by, you know, the NFL how horrible concussions are. Mm. And to knock someone out is to give someone a concussion. And Doing it in a group of three or more makes it a gang assault, which makes, which makes it a Class C felony. Which means, like, you would be looking at how much 12, time? Twelve and a half to 25 years mm-hmm. if you got convicted of that. Wow. Yep. In addition, if it's done because of someone's um, uh, race, color, national origin, yes. gender, religion, religious practice, age, disability, or sexual orientation, then it becomes a bias crime, yeah. which kicks it up to another level. So, I mean, it is has been sensationalized by the media but as for an, from an investigative standpoint, keep posting those videos because that's how the police <laughs> exactly. are going to catch you. And you're going to get arrested. But these are very, I mean, this is not something that's just a joke or no. punching somebody in the head. You're talking about somebody who if they're, you know, if they're a, an adult, 17 or over, they could be looking at many, many years behind it, it's bars. A, it's a very, very serious crime. Uh, uh, the new police commissioner, Bill Bratton, was interviewed by Dennis Hamill, and he was asked how he would uh, attack this problem. 
And he said he would attack it the same way in which I know you probably remember the old Wolfpack robberies, uh, utilizing anti-crime to attack this problem. And basically, he compared it to a surgeon cutting out a cancer. That's what we're going to do. And that's what this is right now. It's a cancer. He, Eldridge, was, I'm sorry, Lisa. He hit on something real key, particularly when it comes down to the racial component of it, because a lot of these attacks actually that. took place in, in Crown Heights, Midwood section of Brooklyn Borough Park, which is actually heavily Jewish um, uh, populated. That you know, it, It's not a racial issue for the most part. I think they were just preying on those that they felt would not respond or attack back. And that's what this was all about. We're, we're vulnerable. Exactly. We're vulnerable. So you know, I just want to be very clear. So we you're saying it was the not community. a black on white, no, it was a black no, on Jewish? black folks are getting knocked out, Latinos are getting knocked out. We had a, se- a 66-year-old woman knocked out, a black woman in Brownsville. And I hate to say it, but some of the girls are doing the punching, too. Exactly. So I just want to make it very clear that we put it out there that is not de- designed to go after the Jewish community. It's designed to go after the weak that won't attack back, because that's how cowardly these guys that are. That they feel they are. But there yeah. have been there was a case in the Midwest where somebody... Attack back and, mm-hmm. and and fought back. Eldridge Hawkins, as you look at this as as a, a former mayor, a former police officer, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Well, I, I think first that everything the panel said is is pretty accurate, but we have to recognize that in our community that in many respects glorifies violence. This is not a new uh, epidemic. It may be there may be a focus on it now because there's a game that is projecting this specific knockout issue into the media. But let's be real: if you go on YouTube, there's plenty of street fight videos that have millions and th- hundreds of thousands of hits. This is not new. Um, you know, even whether you want to take it to, to football, where you get a good hit or the boxing ring, the difference is that's a controlled environment, right, with willing participants, not the strong preying on the weak in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a stark difference. And I, I, we have to look at uh, what are the parents doing to control this? And, and I'm one I've never been one to, to jump for legislators to pass laws and stuff. But maybe there needs to be some some regulation on how old the kids have to be to purchase these types of, uh, of games if they're not mature enough to handle it. Um, you know, we always have those discussions. You mean of, the Video games. The video games, right. yeah. yeah you know, we're always, dealing with that. Yeah, we always have those uh, discussions, you know, uh, is it life that imitates art or the other way around? And actually, it's actually both. You know, sometimes we have those those movies that uh, really speak to racial issues or things that we need to see about. And maybe it's, uh, you know, movies like The Fast and the Furious. Even I wanted to go out and drive around and race cars and everything. Mm. But you have to re- be mature enough to understand that if you start doing those types of things you see in the media or uh, in the movies or in the video that games, there's real consequences. That there's consequences. People can get hurt. You can end up dead. Somebody else can end up dead uh, and there's ramifications for these actions and you're saying it's up to the parents to let their kids know to draw that line between reality and entertainment absolutely all right let's go to the phones 1-800-223-9797 hot 97 street soldiers we're talking about the knockout game what do you think about this is it a fad is this something that's been going on for a minute what about the responsibility for this if this is underage kids and these videos are being posted should they be posted if the kids it's underage kids doing it and underage victims What do you think about that? We protect children in other ways in terms of when we can reveal their identity. But here it is. It's out there for everybody to see. And some of these kids, I would have to think, are going to be scarred for a long, long time by by what happens. Let me know what you think. 1-800-223-9797. Hit us up on Twitter at Street underscore Soldiers and at Lisa Evers. Let's go to JB from Harlem. Hey, JB, you're on Hot 97. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling? All right. How are you? And I'm all right this one. I'm all right. I'm blessed. Um, I know a little about the knockout gang. I hope nothing I say will be too incriminating for myself. <laughs> but uh, when I was young, I, I had a family relative used to tell me, you know, he used to um, participate in the knockout gang. And uh, sometimes, you know, you get what your hand calls for. And as a result, you know, some people stop doing it. But um, 
it's not good because, you know, as a 32-year-old parent, I see it as I have kids, and I don't want my child getting hurt or be the one hurting people because, you know, I have to be responsible as an adult. That's our future out there, hurting each other. Luckily, it's not guns. No, exactly. Thank you very much for the call, JB. 1-800-223-9797. Let's go to Michael from the Bronx. Michael, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Good morning, everybody. You know, I wish we we wouldn't call this a knockout game because there's no game here. This is serious stuff here. And as your guests have um, alluded, this is a crime. This is assault going on. And what people don't even realize is, number one, uh, you can knock out somebody, and then if you knock him out into the street and they get struck and killed by a car, now it's elevated to a murder charge, just the same way if you were to knock out somebody in the subway station and they fell onto the tracks. And on top of that, with these people want to play this knockout game, you never know if you come across the wrong person that might be like a George Zimmerman and be armed and want to turn around and shoot you, then what? You know, people grow up already. Stop it with the violence. And I think those that incite the violence ought to face um, similar criminal charges for, as I said, inciting the violence. Okay, uh, Michael, Mike, you raised a good point. I want, I, want to ask, I want to ask our guests about this. What about if somebody hits you? Do you have the right to hit them back? Well, Absolutely. I mean, do you, but the thing is right Everybody here. Everybody has the right to self-defense. <laughs> they definitely do. And the thing is with the knockout game, it's just like the hysteria behind it. The fact there really are any fa- aren't really any hard facts, but it does put a little t- elevated target on the people that are not participating. Like, I got a lot of friends that are black, you know, obviously, but I also have, you know, a lot of friends of a different nationality. So who am I if they see me and him together? You know, I'm an upstanding young man or what not but the thing is if i go ahead and i get shot then who do i blame for that do i blame the media do i go ahead and blame these kids out here it's a lot of capacity to that but when you when you give this game so much light or so much so much attention in a bad way you're you're basically making everyone else a target so but Bill, what about what what about this legally if somebody punches you do you have the right to well I, punch uh, them back you can use the amount of force necessary to overcome the assault and if someone's going to try to knock you out that potentially could be considered deadly physical force because what's going to happen to you when you get knocked out and fall down and hit your head on the sidewalk, you could die from that. Right, right. or as the and caller said, it's happened, Elise. I mean, we, we got a phone call from some folks in East New York. It was a 66-year-old woman knocked out that everybody knew she was the type of person that would just help anybody in the community. And here it is. They're now up in arms saying, you know what? Give us a picture of this dude. We're going to go find him ourselves. So it's getting serious. Mm-hmm. And when it's no longer a game. It's becoming a situation where people will die from this stupidity. Yeah, people are dying. Uh, in fact, there was a 13-year-old boy that was sentenced to 18 months uh, for uh, the beating death of a 50-year-old, 51-year-old Syracuse man so this is this is very real and i think it has to be taken seriously and it's it's been it's moved beyond uh the phase of a game and, and it's nothing new because i'm told from even my niece who's like um 18 years old in jersey city she says they play this game after school and there's certain blocks you can't even walk down because they know that it happens on that block so if you're stupid enough to walk down there you will get knocked out and it's just the way it is yeah that's terrible let's go to uh delsha from the bronx um delsha hi you're on hot 97 is it delsha or delisha Dielsha. Dielsha. Okay, sorry about that. Thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment? These teens are underestimating the severity of the crime that they are committing, and people will be fighting back, and that's the cause of, you know, them getting injured or getting hurt, severely hurt. So I think they need to just wisen up and stay off the street and keeping the books. No, definitely. Thank you very much for the call. And you, you hear about the penalties. You're talking about different types of charges depending upon, 
you know what happens mm-hmm. i mean these are very gang assault is you know you're, t- you're looking at more than 10 years well, they can ruin their lives and and the lives of the victims uh, and they they may not realize that it might be truly just a game they think they're going to punch somebody in the face and they'll get up and move on but people die uh, and there's consequences and there have been incidents where some of the teens they say they're walking home from school or whatever and they don't realize all of a sudden somebody just from the group just spontaneously we're getting asked to provide more safety corridors for our young people who are not who are afraid to even go to the train station and even to get to school they don't even want to go to school now because of this craziness there's is there a real fear tony oh totally i mean quite frankly because you're talking about they're not they're not doing this in, as individuals they're doing this in groups which presents the position of gangs and the gang the prevalence of gangs in our community is ridiculous although overrated there are a lot of knuckleheads is that five percent that's making it hard for everybody to move around in our community and that's an issue all right 1-800-223-9797 you're listening to hot 97 street soldiers i'm your host lisa evers hit us up on twitter at lisa evers at street underscore soldiers we're talking about the knockout game let us know what you think about that and right now let's go to uh norman seabrook president of the correction officers benevolent association and a proud sponsor of hot 97 street soldiers push for peace norman thanks for calling in Thank you for having me. Good morning. Happy holidays to everyone. Tony, how are you, What's up, big brother? I'm good, thank God. Listen, I I wanted to talk about uh, this knockout game. Um, This has reached, in in my opinion, uh, epidemic proportions when uh, these individuals that take this game that they think this is and bring it to the city's jail system. Correction officers are being... Uh, swiftly knocked out mm. and punched in the face, uh, male and female, having their eyes closed. In the city? In the, in city. the city's jail, yeah. And they're, and they're assaulting correction officers every single day. And you know what? It, it, it doesn't go reported. Uh, the commissioner absolutely does nothing about it. So everyone thinks that these individuals that commit these crimes on the streets of New York City come to jail and become quiet boys. They do not. Mm. They think that uh, when they assault a correction officer and it's uh, recorded on video in the jail system of the assault that took place, they feel very proud that they have now become uh, on television, if you will, and they made the YouTube of the Department of Corrections knocking out female correction officers, knocking out male correction officers. It's gotten so bad, Lisa. I'm telling you, I can send you pictures mm. upon pictures, dozens of pictures. Well, of you know I'm going to call officers. you after the show. <laughs> I know you are. And you know what, sister? You know I'm going to give it to you, and I don't care who's listening and who knows. Mm. And yes, they can know that they got it from me, wow. that the correction officers that are being assaulted every single day. Now, the problem here is that, you know, I heard one of your, 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 your panelists talk about gang assault and things like that. But these guys are not being rearrested or arrested in the streets for those crimes. They're just being arrested for assault charges, and, and, and that doesn't carry a, a severe penalty when, when 78-year-old women are being knocked out and mm-hmm. 60-plus-year-old uh, women, uh, elders, are being knocked out in the streets. If they die in the streets, then it becomes manslaughter, and they didn't mean to do it, and everybody cops a plea, and it goes down to uh, a lesser charge. We have to do something about it because it's at epidemic proportions now, and people are going to really, really suffer at the hands of these young people, especially correction officers. And that's all I wanted to call in and talk about. And, Lisa, please call me after your show. And you know what? We, we really need to highlight the, the, the batter that female correction officers and male correction officers that are being assaulted by the 
these gang members. All right, Norman Seabrook, uh, president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association. Thank you very much for calling in. We really appreciate it. Bill, in, term, in, in terms of the charges, I mean, this is a serious... People people really are, are risking their own lives doing this or being around people that are doing this. Well, Lisa, not being a lawyer, the, the uh, charge, gang assault in the second degree... It states that uh, the person has to be aided by two or more persons actually present. But when the DA goes to prosecute that, the question comes up, what does actually present mean? What was their actions that facilitated this assault? So it's a difficult charge to bring gang assault. So like unless they're holding the person well, down they, and landing a few blows heard, themselves? Right, or? or they're heard saying, go ahead, hit her, hit her, if they're saying something like that. That will more or less facilitate the charge. Minus that, it's hard for the district attorney to prosecute it as a gang assault. And then if they're underage... Mm-hmm. Right, then it's a juvenile uh, offender or a juvenile uh, delinquent Even though the person status. could suffer serious consequences. But let's keep in mind, it's 13-year-olds committing these crimes. 13, some of them, but the, some the of them have been in their tw- yeah. early 20s and uh, But the game is being played teens. by them. Right. The seriousness is the assaults being committed by the adults. Right. <laughs> Eldridge, what about the, this criminal mentality, though, of, of who they're looking for, who they perceive as weak? Well, I, I think that, that you've been hearing it when you're talking about 75-year-old women or 51-year-old men. I, I think it's only a matter of time before they up the ante and start going after people that uh, 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 actually have the ability to fight back to kind of make it more of a thrill. Right. Uh, and then I fear that you might start seeing some retaliation. You punch the wrong one in the face, they may come back tomorrow with guns now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a larger umbrella of, of violence, which is inclusive of this knockout game, the gun violence, um, you know, and there's a lot of moving parts to this, and I don't think that we want to have uh, another uh, avenue, if you will, to to gang violence, shootings, and everything else. I think we have enough to deal with as it is than to have this game coming out here, uh, putting new thoughts and ideas into these kids' heads. Are you a little surprised? I mean, you, you're very media savvy. Are you a little surprised that this is getting so much attention, given some of the other things that we've seen happening where people have actually lost their lives? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised it's getting attention now, because uh, uh, media kind of jumps on things when you have a focal point. You know, when you have random acts of violence and, and a brand se- name, and, we're, yeah, we're putting, we're, right. we're branding a criminal right, act. Right, seemingly unrelated things are, can be just scattered. You know, but this is focused. It's all connected. You have actually kids getting arrested, admitting on the record, saying, you know, I did this because of this knockout game. This put the idea in my head, and now I'm out here doing it. Uh, so there's other kids doing the same things, and it's creating an epidemic. But let's be concerned about the media that's doing it. First and foremost, I don't have a problem with our media. Um, re- uh, networks out there talking about this because it makes 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 people more aware but when you talk about the social media that's where the difference is because social media glorifies the the regular media is, is giving you information and informing you so that way people that are walking out there can be very cognizant of who's around them i even had to tell we have one of our board members here on gwendolyn carroll i told her do not walk when you see a pack of men cross the street because you don't know if you're going to be the potential target because they pride themselves on being in that group and somebody just jump out and pop you right in the and, face. and you and you don't know who it is you don't know who it is. And, and also, go ahead. And, well, to one thing you said earlier, when it, as it related to do we want to protect the identities of these kids as, a, you know, putting these pictures or videos on Facebook, they're putting it on themselves, yes. on YouTube right. and Facebook. It's not you know, adults it, that are it's, posting it's not, it. It's not, we're not posting it. They're posting it because they're proud of this. Look what we did. This is funny. It's fun. And uh, like our panelists said, you know, to me, it's the best thing for law enforcement because they can sit there and watch these videos. If they can identify the victim, <laughs> if they can identify the time and place so of the crazy. incident, <laughs> then they should be charged. I think that police departments... It, 
throughout the areas should should form task force and, and go on yes. there and, and and just have a unit dedicated to looking at Facebook, YouTube, well, and all they of do. NYPD NYPD does, and a lot of the district attorneys do also too. But you talk about the World Star example. There was flex right before Thanksgiving. To his to his credit, he went on the air during his show. You know, right before the night before Thanksgiving, was talking about a video that was posted of a teenage girl who was wearing glasses who was punched in her face oh, yeah, with the, the, the with, with the with mm-hmm. the glasses. That's, on. that's yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, Flex bringing it up is kind, of, is kind of crazy because the fact is, it's this culture right now, this hashtag culture. It seems like every time we we lock it on a vine or something that's pretty brutal and we tag a name to it, it can be like a catchphrase into it or someone saying a funny name like the Sharkeisha, but it's nothing really funny. It's a girl who's a little bit heavier compared to like one of her classmates or something, and she basically cold cocks it from the side. Glasses go shattering, and mm-hmm. you hear the name Sharkeisha, and it's celebrated. It becomes memes. You hear gifs or gifs like right behind it because people, um, again, attention spans. They like they like the sensational things, and once we promote it, once we retweet it, it gets out there, and people think that's the way to, we do things out here for entertainment. And but doesn't, that, least, this, is this changing us? No. What, let me add to that. Not only is it just getting the the hashtags, she's also got her own figure now, an avatar right. on um, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. With with a song, right. <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable. But it's also too. I mean, this this is also a little bit of a trend we saw in Brooklyn too with yeah. some of the, with some of the gangs in the public housing developments where they were. With, I called a beef blogging. I mean, where they go on other people's RIP they go on pages other, they and go, actually and they make do, threats. They were going into the housing developments late at night, shooting videos. Hey hey hey, we here on we on your, you your know, front your, steps. Your, your, yeah, we in front of your your development. You're in front of your, you ma- your mother's house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then put posted on on video, and the next you know, you hear a homicide committed the next day. And why not? So the reality is, a lot of this is sensationalized not only through media but through these games, and that's what the responsibility here that I'm proud of the National Action Network taking the position that we're going to go after these these outlets. We're going to say to them, you have a sense of responsibility. No disrespect to the um, the First Amendment rights of freedom of speech, but at the same time, there's a sense of responsibility from World Star and all these other organizations, the YouTubes, the Googles, and all of them. You have to come to the table, and we have to have a conversation on how to stop this madness from being able to get out there. All right, we need to take a short break. We have a tons of phone calls. James Vat, Portia, Minister Brandon, Doug, Jamie, Jay, everyone else that's on hold. I'm going to try to get to your phone calls at 1-800-223-9797. Tweet us at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. We're talking about the knockout game. When we come back, I want to ask our guests, are we becoming desensitized to violence because of this knockout game and what we're seeing posted everywhere? What do you think about that? 1-800-223-9797. And let me let remind you, Hot 97's JT In Concert Weekend. Your free tickets on Hot 97. Justin Timberlake live at Madison Square Garden, February 20th. That's going to be a crazy show. I saw him with Jay at the uh, Yankee Stadium. Tickets on sale now at Live Station. We'll, uh, Live Station. Live Nation. We'll be back right after this. Each day at 8.05 on the Hot 97 Morning Show, it goes down. See, I, see everyday races. Elle Magazine. <laughs> In France, the beauty editor, her name is uh, Jenny Derue. Well, she went to a costume party, so she goes dressed up as Solange Knowles, full black face and Whoa, an afro. That, that's racist. If you know who Solange is, you should absolutely know that blackface is a problem. That's what I'm saying. If you're this French woman and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm so aware, I love the Solange Knowles. Oh, what? Excuse me? You cannot dress up as black? I did not know that. <laughs> Shut up! You liar! Everyday racism happened to you? It is up. 212 216 3397.
Okay, I've got the kids' gifts. Now, what to get John? A saw, a tie, a... Carol, this is your shopping conscience. Give him the gift of the outdoors from REI. Like a pack, tent, or skis. Even get a new jacket for you. Yeah, a gift from REI. You're so smart. I mean, I am. Or you are. Or we are. Get free standard U.S. shipping at REI, including on skis and snowboards, now through January 2nd. No minimum purchase required. Exclusions apply. Staples Copy and Print knows you need to promote your business. Outdoor banners. Detailing your one-of-a-kind product offering. Trifold, full-color, double-sided brochures. As you grow your business. Business cards, postcards, car magnets. And your customer base. Design services, presentations, shipping. So you go to the one place that has it all and prints it right. Staples. And right now, save 50% on our best-selling signs and banners. Design online, pick up in-store, same day. See staples.com slash same-day print for details. Staples. Make more happen. Hey, good morning. What's good, Grandpa? What's good? What's good? How much time do you have? You got the Egg White Delight McMuffin, the Fruit and Maple Oatmeal, the Classic Egg McMuffin, and Egg White's now available on any sandwich. McDonald's is what's good. What's good is an expression, Grandpa. Well, try expressing yourself in English. What's good can always mean McDonald's breakfast. For a limited time, get two sausage McMuffins with egg sandwiches for $3. More morning cravings to love. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. I heard the fresh fruit taste of Premium Rose Coffee is just a buck at McDonald's. A dollar? I bet it comes in a thimble. Nah, man, you can get that great aroma in any size, small, medium, or large for a buck. Any size? Yep. What if I want to fill a swimming pool? Ha <laughs> ha! See there? Can't fool me. That's your problem. You trust people. <sighs> Why do I let you hang out with me? No conspiracy here. Any size McCafe Premium Rose Coffee is just a dollar at McDonald's. So, seriously, stop by today for more anytime pick-me-up to love. A la carte only. Prices and participation may vary. I'm Jeff Craig. Jason Statham is in top form, starring in the new movie Homefront. Raw, riveting, and totally intense, it's a knockout action thriller from Sylvester Stallone. The slide does not appear in Homefront, however. It's Statham, who stars as a former low-level DEA agent, who moves with his 10-year-old daughter to a quiet town, hoping to find a little peace. Instead, he tangles with some nasty locals who don't take kindly to the outsiders. You've worked up a pretty bad rep around here. I don't want any more problems. Tell your little girl she's got nothing to worry about with such a tough daddy around. James Franco is perfectly sinister as a menacing small-time drug kingpin, and Statham gets to flex his acting muscles, playing a more sensitive character. The R-rated home front delivers plenty of two-fisted action and thrills. I'm Jeff Craig. What up? This is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. And we are live. 1-800-223-9797. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Tweet us at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers. Let's go to uh, James from Newburgh, New York. And listen, if you're listening in on the live stream across the country on hot97.com or the TuneIn or iHeartRadio apps, you can call in too. We'll take your calls as well. Let's go to James right now. James, hi, you're on Hot 97. Oh, hi, how are you? I just wanted to say that uh, the children in the United States are becoming desensitized to violence because the movies, the video games, the online social media that they watch, and the music is all overloaded with violence. All of their senses are being overloaded with violence, so it's easy to see how they can become okay with violence. Anything that you do 
the first time is difficult, the more you do it, it gets easier and easier. So if you're practicing on video games and then fighting with your siblings and then fighting in the street, you're going to fight everybody. So that's not a surprise. The other thing I wanted to say, too, was that uh, there's the, the United States, uh, people are... Mm, they're not trying to stop the things that are going on. They're, rather, they're promoting it. And freedom of speech and, and the, the way the forefathers meant for it to be laid out for us is being abused now. Uh, okay, no okay, James, let me, name. James, you ra- you're raising a bunch of points, and I want to get some feedback from our guests on this because uh, they're, they're all very important. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Professor Bill Cannon, former NYPD detective sergeant. The crime rate, though, overall is down, but there's something going on, with the te- especially with the teens and with our kids. You know, I think it's almost too early to determine what damage social media and the cell phone culture and the fact that you're carrying a computer in your hand 24-7, what effect that's having on everybody. And I see it even in my school. Uh, You know, kids are are plugged in 24-7 and and they can't let go of that cell phone. They have to be, you know, I always ask, are you the CEO of some company I'm unaware of that you have to be (laughs) notified every second of your whereabouts? And I think, you know, maybe 10 years from now they'll say, oh, cell phones and, and computers, having them in your hand, it's pretty damaging. This is what we found out. But I think it's the the jury's out on that. But I I don't think no, it's they a are. Good but thing. you and and you know no. what? I, I think you agree with President Obama on this because President Obama came out and said, and he really backtracked and just shut that down right away. He said he said we're uh, as a country we're addicted to these digital technology and our digital devices, and everybody's like, whoa, you're the president that social media I'm ju- helped and elect. I'm just as bad, mm-hmm. and I'm just as we're guilty. We're all bad, guilty, all guilty, guilty. Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go to vet from New Jersey, but we're not going out running around the streets punching people in the face. That's true, that's right. That's a big let's, difference. Let's mm-hmm. go to vet from, and posting the videos. <laughs> let's go to vet from New Jersey. Hey, vet. How you doing, Ms. Lisa? All right, how are you? I'm pretty good this morning. What I do you love think? this topic. Oh, good, thank you. What do you think about all this? I think that social media, like world star stuff like that, turned our kids into monsters. Mm. You know, because if they see a video posted, like you would send them a video, like if you send them a music video or anything concerning something that said kid got dreams of being an inspiring artist and they send world star, world star want to charge them an arm and a leg. But if they punch somebody in the face and they look funny, they'll, they'll put it up there. For you free. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Kyle, what about that? Thank you so much for calling in, Vet. Appreciate it. I mean, you can go on World Star right now and just, hey, look, go look at my the best fight compilations. You know, mm-hmm. volume one. You can go per week, you know, if you want to see what, what are people doing out there on the streets. Like, yeah, it's glorified. Like, I'd be lying to say if it's not there. You know, we've all we've all been a World Star. It's a guilty pleasure to a lot of the people out there that are in this culture. But where you know? do we where do we draw the line between entertainment and between something that's actually fueling well, I, this craze? I, I think you draw the line when it comes to uh, non-willing participants. You know, <laughs> you know, it's entertainment and it's fun and it's great when everybody isn't wanting to be involved with that but when you start taking people that want nothing more than to go to the store without being threatened you know when you want to know that your mom is safe going to get something to eat or your your child is safe getting something to eat without being attacked that's where it draws a line when you start talking about criminality and and to your point earlier I think uh, to say people are becoming desensitized is an understatement right I think people are already desensitized I see it in all the media right There's, there's communities where somebody might see a dead body and keep on walking I've been at a homicide scene where somebody was more 
concerned with taking the jewelry that was offered their friend and the fact that they were laying there dead. You know, there is a problem here. And I think that it's interesting that now all of a sudden people are getting excited about somebody getting punched in the face when in urban communities people have been getting shot and killed on a regular basis. You know, maybe it has something to do with the fact that people may not want to talk about it, that people are starting to get knocked out in suburban communities. They're starting to go outside the walls of where it's quote unquote supposed to be. It's not supposed to happen in nice towns Mm -hmm. or suburban towns. It's not supposed to happen to 75 year old women that are minding their business or senior citizens. It's supposed to be localized to the youth that are out there causing trouble in in gangs. It's not supposed to touch people that are doing the right thing. And now it is. And that's why it's getting attention. But isn't this also, isn't there something else also going on here too with like this, the sea change with it, you know, where the, the criminal code was don't talk, you know, silent treatment for the cops, silent treatment for the feds. Don't, don't talk, you know, don't keep your business to yourself. If you're doing something, don't, don't attack women or people that aren't in the game with you. Now this is like random and let's put it out there for everybody. You're absolutely right. But I think it speaks to the level of boldness that individuals have that they're bulletproof in in many respects. I don't care about the law. I don't care what's going on. I did it. I'm proud of it. Give me my respect. This is what I did. And I dare you to try and catch me, you know, and until people start getting uh, and law enforcement redoubles down on their efforts and people start getting real time for doing that stuff, then maybe they'll wake up and say, hey, maybe it's not a good idea for me to commit crimes and put it on video. All right. Let's go Mm -hmm. to uh, Maz from Patterson. Maz, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Oh, hi, this is Maz from Patterson. Hey, Maz. I wanted to bring up the fact that a lot of these young guys are trying to impress the older guys that have been in prison and are seasoned veteran gang members, and it's like becoming an initiation thing. Mm. When, in fact, we need to uh, understand that some of the guys like myself, I've been in prison, and what I do now is I try to speak to some of these younger guys and let them know that knocking people out, beating people up, isn't a way to impress me. If you want to impress me, get a job. Turn your life around and make a change. But you got the older guys who, who laugh at this. It's pretty cool when someone is getting punched in the face and knocked out. And I don't just blame social media. We as a community have to step up and take the initiative and do something about it. Yeah. All right, thank you, Maz. Thank you, thank you very much for the call, Maz. Calling in from from Patterson. Yeah, and he he's right on with uh, with the community has to do something about it. And to put the mayor hat on for a second, um, you know, I think governmentally and as a community, we have to start bringing programs and putting them together. I yes. think one of the panelists meant to, mentioned it briefly. You know that the kids have nothing else to do, so they just go out there doing it. So That's as a true. community, you know, as a mayor, whether you're in a suburban community uh, or an urban community, we have to build our recreation programs. Uh, we have to give them alternatives. We have to step how about, in. How about just like a recreation center, youth center? We we got all these bike lanes in New well, York, but you know, no youth centers right. for the... We, we were able... Zab Judah, the boxer, has gotten engaged with us on this process, Russell. Sim is involved with us now, and um, we're actually formulating some kind of a campaign alongside those individuals and their celebrity um, with the Reverend Al Sharpton and a host of folks from National Action Network to address this. But when you talk about the component of the economic standpoint to it, yes, these cats need jobs. And it's always said, even when we were out there talking about the gun violence, if you take a gun out of their hand, you got to put something else in it. And, and that is a job. Yeah, but Tony, if we're talking about 13 or 14 year old or 12 year olds that are in school it's well, not a job. Not, it's not a job, but there's still a sense of responsibility of giving them something to do. That's where the other components come in, the recreation centers or whatever the case may be. But they can also do community work. They can also get out there, and we should mandate that that be a part of the curriculum in our school system as well, that you get out there and understand what it's like to associate with people and with that so you have a better understanding of what it is to be a good citizen. All right, let's, the the let's burden go. can't rest on any one entity. It has to be a partnership between right. between government, municipal government, the school system, exactly. recreation, the parents, the nonprofits, be yes. the churches, mosques, or any, whatever. We have to bring people together 
together to constructively give our kids something to do but, and let them know that that's not okay. And really, what is a 13-year-old doing out on the street by themselves anyway? Well, no, but I mean, a lot of these things are happening in the, in the middle in the, of the in afternoon, the, of the, day. the daytime. Lisa, too. I would, Bill. I'd just like to, to add, uh, the biggest part of the community should be the family. All right? It starts there. And in a lot of my work in the 12 precincts of Manhattan North, the 3-2 and the 2-8 in Harlem, 2-5 and the 2-3, the parents had no clue what the kids were out doing. We had a murder of a 13-year-old kid one night who was out past 11.30 at night. And yeah. He called his parents and asked if he could stay out, and she said yes. And after 11 is when he gets shot in the head. So that type of responsibility has to be taken by the parents, not the community. I mean, the community should be in it. Well, but, to right, defense, but the parents have to... Defense, defense, right. but there's a defense there for some of the parents. Parents are trying their best. They are looking for help to, um, to, to get mentorship on these kids. But keep in mind that a lot of the authority was taken away from parents when ACS inst- inst- institutionalized the fact that you cannot... Okay, Tony, I'm going to stay. I don't want to get into the ACS right now because I got... The phones are, phones are going crazy. Let's go to Doug from Bayshore. Doug, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, how you doing? Good morning. Happy Good morning. holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Thanks for calling in. I, I just want to elaborate a little bit on um, the part where he said before about um, the the knockout game spreading, you know, from from not just the five boroughs, but, you know, to more suburban communities. Okay. I'm out in Bayshore on Long Island. I have 17-year-old nephew and an 11-year-old nephew. And, and you know, if, if for them to get involved, with this game, you know, it would be bad news. And, you know, I, I also want to say that I do think it's definitely some type of the parents' fault. I think parents need to be more aware of what their 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old children are doing and who they're hanging out with because that's also, you know, a big part of why this is happening. No, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you very much. If you, if you have the kind of If you have the kind of mother or father that... Or whoever is your your you know the person the adult that's taking care of you that that's like they're checking and making sure once you're right, home right. you're in that you can't get out of the house. Well, you know they're, that they're they're, che- they're checking up on you that they're not you're not staying out till one o'clock in the morning on a school night that you are going to school, you know that your boyfriend that you're 16 and your boyfriend isn't 25. You know it's like the, there's all kinds of things that parents right. do. Well, you know there's that saying it takes a village to raise a child and I think that that rings true even more so now when we don't have family units that are as traditional as they once were. Um, you know, now you have a lot more broken homes, single parents doing the best they can. Uh, in some cases, you have babies having babies, if you want to call it that, where 16-year-olds are now having kids. And, you know, the family dynamics are different, which makes it a little bit more challenging for us to kind of lay all the burden on, quote-unquote, parents. I don't think all themselves. the burden should be on, on anybody. And there's a lot of single there's a lot of single parents, um, you know, mostly mothers, but single fathers, too, that are doing a lot of there's great... There's a lot of grandparents And grandparents raising are raising kids. kids. Right, right. Exactly. So I think that we, as a community, we have to recognize that and, and like one of the other panelists said, many parents are doing the best they can with the resources they have available, um, but we have to pull together to make a difference. I think right, you bring a go really to- good point, too. I'm sorry. I, right. I just think it's really strong, but the fact is, like, I think the jump in technology is also something, too. People need to be very aware that, you know, when we, we feel this thing when technology and social media is starting to evolve, too, you got to be on it, too, just to be hip to keep up with it. I think a lot of parents tend, when they don't understand how social media and how fast it works, that's when they don't, when the problem gets a little bit too big to get their kids and jump to be involved. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to Portia right now from Neptune, New Jersey. Portia, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Um, yes, I think that you know it is our fault because, you know, the kids pretty much just follow what we do and, you know, they do what they say. All right, there it is. Thank you very, thank you very much for the call. Let's go to uh, Leroy from uh, Queens. Leroy, hi, you're on Hot 97. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Um, I 
I don't, I'm going to win. I'm just, I don't think this knockout game is real. I think it's propaganda created by the media to fill private prisons. I don't see how this game all of a sudden pops up all across the country. Every black team in the group is playing this knockout game. Well, all right, I, let me see. Well, Anyone want to take I, I, that? I respectfully have to disagree. <laughs> uh, you know, when you have victims uh, that are that are still standing and and those that that have been killed and and actors who readily admit that this game was the thrust or the impetus for their actions, I, th- I think you have to acknowledge that that it exists. We can't. Put I, our I hear people saying they played the game back in 1990. It's like when they were kids. I don't hear no one saying they're playing the game. I, I haven't heard no one one team say they admitted to playing the game. Yeah, but people, I mean, people have been getting punched in the face forever, but the, the what's different about this is the whole video aspect of it and the posting of it. All the video, all the videos I see on the internet, all random acts from like years ago. Where are you from? What part of Queens? I'm from Queens. What Jamaica part of Queens? Queens. All right, my Jamaica. sons live in Jamaica, Queens. Two of my sons were attacked. It was attacked. One was for his cell phone. The other one just because he didn't like the fact that my son for had some nice sneakers. That, that, that no, no, he got he got punched in the that, back of his head for his sneakers, bro. That has nothing to do with the game. See, the game is trying to trying to criminalize young black males, and that's not. Well, I invite you to come join me in East New York or Brownsville. We can have this discussion with some of the parents out there. Well, I can tell you specifically that the I mentioned earlier in Syracuse, the 13 year old boy who attacked a 15. Year old, 51 year old man who died admitted on the record that it was the game uh, knockout that caused him to do it. So, you know, that's a direct correlation. This is an actor that said outright, I did it because of this. And we have a victim who's dead. So, uh, I, I think, again, we have to acknowledge that this is real. But I, I still invite right. him to join you. the browser. I, I think we're missing a whole big part of that. No, story. you're, say, you're saying know, that like, it's a conspiracy, but how is it a conspiracy? If people are committing criminal acts, they're doing that on their own. Nobody's, nobody's, Conspiring. they're not saying they were set up in the I'm knockout not, game. I'm not saying that they're not committing criminal acts. I'm saying, like, the knockout game brings a whole new propaganda to the, the media's playing the propaganda to get criminate more black males. I, I don't like that. I heard, like, that's a lot of broad <laughs> strokes. Like, this is okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Leroy, I, I gotta <laughs> keep it moving here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kyle? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, this is not a game that is just pre- predominantly black and brown. Like, right. the only thing that you're seeing, unfortunately, is because the media is saying that you're just seeing black people talk about it. Like, no, this is happening with other races, too. Yep. You know, there was a story right now, someone mentioned it earlier, about a, someone using self-defense to shoot actually one of the victims. Mm-hmm. That right. happened. But there was also another story in St. Louis on November 26th where I had to recall it about a grandmother that allegedly shot two of her victims. She was 60. That's not the case. They had to recall that story. So, I mean, there's not... There's... The, the story is out there. Let's believe that. But I'm just saying, like, there's not that many hard statistics behind it. I know what you're going through down in East New York and Brooklyn. That needs to be brought to light. These are the true stories. But when social media gets a hold of it, that's when things get a little crazy. It gets so, heightened, yeah. yeah you got to separate the two. Right, and I, how I, do you tell? And, and as a writer, as a journalist, how do you tell our listeners how to separate that? You do your due diligence. I mean, just social media is social media. Like, this is not. While you can't get your news from there, you do have to go ahead and get your. You got to go ahead and get your do your due, your due diligence. Go ahead and just see if it's true or not. Right. That separates the news from social media. Like, I mean, I get my li- my leads and my stories and everything when I can from social media, but again... You still have to check them you out. You have to, yeah, you have yeah. to, because you're talking about people's lives out here. How many times do people do things for retweets, for likes? You know, this is this acknowledgement that people want. And that's why I think it's funny. Like, what are you getting out of that? Right, and no, I, exactly. I agree with what he said uh, in the earlier portion of the comments, that this is not confined to one uh, racial ethnic group or one community. You know, crime knows no boundaries. Right. You know, it doesn't, uh, you know, I, I've never seen uh, somebody not be victimized just because they were from a suburban community versus an urban community. Right. You know, it, it can go anywhere. You know, I, I now live in a suburban community, West Orange, and even in the neighboring South Orange, you know, there was an attack at one point. Um, so, you know, this can happen anywhere. Right. 
right. and I think to classify it or, or diminish what's happening by saying it's relegated to one ethnic group you know takes away from the gravity or the losses that other families had that may have been in other ethnic groups it doesn't take that much to start a movement especially now with social media you just hashtag something get a few retweets even retweets that you can buy as someone who covered music I know that for a fact that there are rappers or artists out here that are using these promotion tools to build up their buzz but where's the substance I take that away with a lot of the, the coverage that goes around with this knockout game too the other All right, part let's to go it too is that this it is a knockout but at the same time they're now committing robberies behind it alright let's go to Minister Brandon from Brooklyn Minister Brandon hi you're on Hot 97 go right ahead praise the Lord how you doing this morning thank you doing very fine thank you what's your well, question listen, or comment I was born and raised in Brooklyn and a lot of things have to be you know at the end of the day I want to make the point that you know they just touched on the word mentorship right. and touched on the word um, you know recreation centers and things like that but really what's going on is that these, the age limit that you're talking about with these kids are like 11, 12, 13 years old. And you're talking about these kids getting out of school at 2 and 3 o'clock and their parents maybe have two jobs and there's nobody there. So, you know, rent is expensive in Brooklyn and New York City right now. So, you know, you have a lot of different compounds that are not being measured, but nobody's, you know, you're just touching on things like recreational centers. You know, there's a big T-shirt wave, and, you know, our young people are really talented. There's a lot of talent in our young people. They just don't have any outsource, nowhere to put that, that, that focus and that energy. They have their focus and energy somewhere else. Or with, or with the know? direction, with, and, and no direction with this, with this new tool. Bill, do you feel like you've heard that before? Well, absolutely. I just wanted to touch on something else. Before, he, the other caller from Queens was questioning whether these uh, occurrences are actually happening. Um, the New York City Police Department is an extremely reactionary uh, police department, and when they get anything, a trend like this, they're all over it. And not just trying to pull video and social media, but they're going to investigate this to the maximum. So to say that these events are being made up is uh, borderline ridiculous. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to um, Irene from New Jersey. Irene, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Good morning, everyone. I just wanted to touch on one point. Um, first of all, I'm a single parent, um, separated parent, I wouldn't say single, of a 10-year-old who has a social media device, actually an iPhone, and I work for a social uh, a media company. I'm not going to say which one. But I want the parents to take responsibility, as I do, because there's so many things with your cell phone companies, regardless of which one that you have, where you can put guidelines on your kid's smartphone, whether it's an iPhone, an Android device, or whatever, so that they're not able to go to media takeout or, you know, all of these sites where you can look at these atrocious videos. They can use the phone for good things. My son uses it for homework, and he uses Google to search things. Also... The programs for after school need to come back because when I was a child, I volunteered in the winter and then I was afforded a job in the summer so that, you know, I had something to do in the winter, which motivated me to want to do it so that I could work in the summer. And it wasn't summer youth. It was something called jobs for youth. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to put those things back because I have no outlet for my son right now. And I'm a single mom and I work and he gets out at three. What do I do with him for those extra two hours? No, that's Irene. I don't have an answer for you on that, but I, I appreciate your question and I appreciate what you're asking. And I think it's a a dilemma that that a, that a lot of parents are facing right now. Yeah. And and at least I, I think too. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on 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 the victims and, and the actors, but I think it's important to note that uh, the people out there hearing this should take steps to protect themselves. You know, they need to be aware. Um, now that we're putting this out there in the mainstream media, they need to be aware of their surroundings. You know, uh, be cautious. Don't let people walk up on you. You know, try to keep one leg's distance between you and the person uh, next 
to you, like my colleague said. You know, if you see a group of people, you might want to cross the street. Mm. Um, you know, you have which to is take terrible some, to say. It, it is a shame, but, but you know, but this is you got to watch out for yourself first you know, and foremost. I, I, I'd rather you inconvenience yourself and 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 walk around the group or or be a little bit extra cautious than to see you laying in the street. All, All right, let me say this, Lisa, to to Irene and other mothers who are proactive like she is and making sure that their kids are not and you know messing around with these things. We have a program for our youth at National Action Network. We welcome you to bring your kids there and join us. All right, and, and spe- speaking of parents and speaking of single moms, I got a super single mom on the phone right now I want to get to and bring into this conversation. Wanda Pratt, a.k.a. Mama Durant. She's the mother of NBA star Kevin Durant. Wanda, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, and good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. We're so glad to have you on the line here. Now, you're going to be in New York this week, right? Yes, I will be there with uh, um, Women on the Move and uh, uh, NYU's organization of black women. That is great. And that's going to be this Tuesday at NYU, 16 Washington Square South, Women on the Move, organized by our very own Amber Ravenel. It's free at room 914. And um, you, now you, you've been doing a very strong message about anti-violence and also the over-sexualization of our, of our young women. Yes, yes. I was a part of uh, She's Somebody's Daughter event in Oklahoma City. And uh, one of the things that they really highlight is the over-sexualized society that we live in. And one of the, my, my aspect or take on it was to really help young women to realize that they have a hope that's inherent inside of them and that we don't have to partake in or adhere to and accept this over-sexualized society that we live in. And now as a mother, because we've been talking about this knockout game on the show today and parents, and right before we spoke with you, we heard from Irene, a, a single mom in New Jersey, trying to, you know, trying to keep her son on the straight and narrow. It, maybe you could just give her some advice about how you raised your two sons, how you raised Kevin and his brother. And, yeah, kept them, and kept them so, you know, kept them so focused and so successful? Well, one of the things that, that was really key to that is that I, I made it my heart's mission for my sons. Um, I was determined to focus on their needs and to put my needs, my social needs, my personal needs aside for my sons. And as she was stating, the um, after school programs that were in our area at the time were key. There were a lot of really uh, successful young adults that worked at those facilities that helped my sons to become the men that they are today. And so I agree with her that the uh, after-school programs or some sort of program for after-school is really needed for the children. No, absolutely. And Wanda, listen, we're just about out of time, but I want to let everybody know they can come and hear you and see you in person free of charge this Tuesday at 6 p.m., at NYU at 6060 Washington Square South, room 914 for the NYU, shout to the NYU Organization of Black Women, Women on the Move, our very own Amber Ravenel, and uh, that's you can see Wanda Pratt, mother of NBA superstar Kevin Durant. She's going to be talking about her life experiences and also, you know, good advice for moms there, too, and also for, for, for girls and women of all ages are invited and welcome. You don't have to be a student. This Tuesday, NYU, 60 Washington Square South, room 914, free at 6 p.m. Wanda, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I encourage everyone to come out so we're going to have a great time. Oh, I'm sure you will. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Okay, thank you. I, I want to say thank a big thank you to all my guests. Kyle Harvey, MSNBC's TheGrio.com, music editor. Kyle, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Professor Bill Cannon, professor of criminal justice at Monroe College, former NYPD detective sergeant. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here, Lisa. And Tony Herbert, National Action Network, Brooklyn East chapter president. And just tell people real quick in Brownsville where you're going to be today. Today we'll be at the corner of Mother Gaston and Sutter introducing a campaign to get people back to work and our housing developments to help stop violence. All right, so so check that out. Tony Herbert, thank you very much for being with us. Eldridge Hawkins, thank you so much for being with us again. My pleasure. We appreciate it. And also, I want to let you know, next Sunday, you heard about this college football star that was accused of rape, and then the charges were dropped because the alleged victim was too drunk to remember what happened. Well, we're going to be talking about drinking and sex next Sunday. If she's too drunk to say yes, could it be rape? Women need to hear this. Men need to hear this. We're going to have an honest discussion about what really happens. And then we're also going to talk about what could happen to you in terms of the law, especially if you're not a star college football player looking at a big NFL contract. So if you have been in that situation Mm -hmm. where you've been too drunk to remember what happened, where something happened to you, you know it happened, but you're not really sure if it's a crime or if you're a guy and you had you were raised with you know what if she if you can't she can't recite the pledge of allegiance she's not sober enough to say yes and watch out for that let us know hit me up lisa at hot97.com lisa at hot97.com lisa evers 97 at gmail or on twitter at lisa evers and let us know but we're very serious and there's, there's people that do catch charges behind this there's women that are stigmatized and traumatized by this and we kind of want to clear this up especially as we're going into heavy drinking heavy partying holiday season. So right. ch- so check that out. But I want to thank my whole crew here at Hot 97, my Street Soldiers team, executive producer Tone Capone, associate producer Angelique Tyree, Amber Ravenel, associate producer, production supervisor Andrew Varis, our board op, board op and tech support, the one and only TJ. Check me out. Um, LisaEvers.com, Twitter, at LisaEvers, Google+, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live, Fox 5 News at 6 and 10 tonight after football. Have a great week, everybody. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. And I want to thank our sponsor, um, who is... Lincoln Tech, Careers That Build America. Phew, almost, That's almost a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, you, use your mind as your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Peace. What's up? This is Justin Timberlake, and I'm taking over Hot 97 this weekend. It's a Justin Timberlake weekend on Hot 97. Hot 97's got your tickets to see me live. JT takes over MSG February 20th, and we've got your tickets to be in the building. Let's go. And baby. Buy tickets now at Live Nation or win them this weekend on Hot 97. Keep it right here and win. Stay tuned. I'm a good gift giver. 